0: On Praise Podcast family, it is episode 25 of the Praise Podcast. My name is Eric Lide. Of course, I am joined by the Brooke Paninski, and we are here to have another conversation and let you join in on it and let you uh, come alongside us as we uh, chat about some things that we would normally chat about without anybody listening, but we just start doing it in front of microphones because we're like, hey, this would maybe be interesting to somebody else. So uh, that's how you have stumbled upon the Praise podcast. If you have not taken the time to listen to our past 24 conversations, then we would encourage you to do that. Go back and listen to all those. We've got a medley of different topics and things that you can listen to, but we always appreciate all of you listening and sharing this podcast and leaving ratings and reviews. You all are the best end. Um, Like I said, this is a conversation and a conversation often means that it is more than one party participating and it is two ways. So if you ever want to join in on the conversation, we would love that. You can do that by emailing us at eric at centralnow.com or brook at centralnow.com. We would love to hear from you. If you ever have any questions, things that you want to hear us talk about, or maybe uh, you just have some thoughts on what we talk about, we would love to hear that and have you join in on that conversation. So It is with great pleasure that we get to um, have another conversation today. We're going to be talking about uh, expectant faith a little bit uh, today, and that really—if you're a listener of the Praise Podcast—you know that that's like the starting point. There's no telling where this is going from here, but that is the that is the starting point. And so, uh, we always like to have a starting point, and then we just kind of see what. What what comes to mind? What Holy Spirit decides to talk about, um, and uh, we just kind of start spewing words from there. So, you all know what's coming, and if you don't know what's coming, then you are in for a treat. So, um, yeah, Brooke, what's up?
1: I'm really excited. About Brooke this has been episode.
0: just vigorously marking with her pen. <laughs> I found out before we started that I have been apparently saying. Pen wrong for just uh, well, roughly 32 years. I probably. mean, you
1: and a lot of Midwesterns and other people. Yeah. Technically, we were, so I was writing and highlighting some stuff in my Bible to prepare for this episode. And, I didn't have any post-it notes, which is what I, you know, use faithfully (laughs) when I'm doing stuff like this. And I was like, let me just put a pen in it and like literally put a pen where I needed to mark. And I flipped a bunch of pages to like the next section I need to be. And I was like, lol, that's funny, Eric, you know. And um, he was like, what's the difference of pen and pen? And I was like, pen and pen? Like the vowel. Apparently lots. (laughs) You know, because put a pen in it. It was a joke. I was yeah. trying to be funny right. to say pen, and you were like, I don't get it. And I was like, well, pen and it's pen are different. Know,
0: I don't know how to talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but honestly, I mean, so many people just, it's pen, whatever.
0: Pen, I say a lot pen. of things wrong, probably. it's actually would be embarrassing to probably know all the things. That, that
1: we've said incorrectly. That, that <laughs> I say wrong, that
0: I, that I pronounce wrong, uh, and that yeah. I, I don't know. I definitely spelled things wrong, for sure. The worst is when you get in a spot, like we were doing some stuff where I like to use those like giant post-it word papers Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, and you're like writing down other things that other people say and you start writing and then you get into like a few letters in and you go, I have no idea how to spell this word.
1: Yeah. That's a real thing.
0: You have to stop and be like, how do you spell this word? And Mm -hmm. then you got five different people giving you five different ideas on how to do it. And
1: my favorite thing teaching third grade back in the day was when that would happen to me while I'm teaching and I would just be like, they don't know. A, that it's right or wrong, which is great. But I can also, like, I would just be like, hey, Alexa, how do you spell whatever? And I would be, like, the same thing that I would teach them to, like, do on their free time so they didn't ask, Ms. Meninsky, how do you spell? Mm-hmm. Go ask Alexa. <laughs> Get a dictionary, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I would literally do that even as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm a horrible speller. And I'd be like, Alexa, how do you spell whatever? I am like, in the middle of a lesson and she would just be like, <laughs> whatever. Say the word and spell it for me. And the kids just were so used to it by then, but... No shame, you know. It was the first C I ever so, earned. They have in fifth it grade. so easy, <laughs> spelling class. <laughs> yeah,
0: they have it so easy. They don't have to do anything hard anymore. Oh,
1: gosh, wow. Just well, ask that's Alexa. another podcast episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, well, before we get into some other stuff, when mm-hmm. we do our song spotlight,
1: yeah, let's. What do
0: you say? Well, so we have to. Um, it's part for of it. all of you that listen to the Praise Podcast, you know that every time we do an episode, Brooke and I like to give you. Uh, a little update on what we've been listening to, and what we think you should be listening to as well. So, Brooke, you've had your song for a while now, so you should yeah you should go first. Well, it's Ladies called. First.
1: Thank you. It's called "We Come Alive" by Jonathan Traylor, And for a while, I just thought it was Jonathan Taylor, but You're it's thinking not of
0: Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
1: I don't know who that is. Wow. Should I know who that Did is? Did I just
0: date myself? <laughs> Even how much older I am. Never mind. I'm sinking back into my hole. Okay. Forget I said anything.
1: Okay, we'll, we'll move on. But yeah, it's called We Come Alive. And it's just, I don't know. It was one of those things that was randomly on like a, my iTunes was just shuffling like a, a playlist that's like not mine. And um, it came up and I was like, oh, like this is actually really good. Um, I sent it to you. I don't doubt you listened to it yet. But now you have to because we talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. We Come Alive.
0: How do you not know Jonathan Taylor's? Hold on. We're who to go
1: back who to is it? I mean, I'm not saying you I don't do know, this. but I'm not he good was, with names.
0: He was Simba, I'm pretty sure, in The Lion King, and he was Pinocchio.
1: Okay, the voice of. Okay,
0: yeah, the voice, but animated also, character. On, the one good thing that IMDb is for is so he was on Home Improvement. Oh he yeah. He was on Wild America, man of the house. Okay,
1: home improvement. Pinocchio,
0: yeah. Tom and Hug. Was he
1: the son? Or I'll was he like the main Christmas? person? He was the son. He
0: was the son.
1: Yeah. 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 But
0: he was like the early nineties, he like, like heartthrob version, boy. For yeah. yeah I totally
1: know who you're talking about now. And Not for you me, said of course, you <laughs> said heartthrob <laughs> boy, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it was it that was the whole thing. And he was like, yeah, like '90s. Yeah, I mean, would you say sitcom like like version of oh, Justin yeah. Bieber? You uh, know? yeah, I don't With think he's saying the swooshy sang, hair,
0: but he did have big swooshy hair. Yes, yeah, swooshy yes, hair, Justin Bieber days. Yeah, so he was, yeah, he was a big deal.
1: Well, okay. there you go. I'm not
0: crazy. No, just wanted to make sure. I was like, you should know <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, there okay. you go. So my song um, this week is from uh, Cody Carnes.
1: Shocker. New, uh, album, just new album just dropped. New album just dropped. Um and so I'm so uh, surprised. Yeah,
0: so surprised that I have I've actually held off on on using it for oh, a while. Okay. But here we are. It's uh good can't be anything else. Mm-hmm. That's the song you should listen to. Dual titled. Dual titled, because <laughs> apparently he couldn't just call it good can't be anything else. it would be good parentheses. Yeah. can't be anything else. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's just uh I don't know, It's actually a good lead-in, I think, to what we're going to talk about because um, the lyrics are good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you should check out his whole album, um, which...
1: We just did a song this past weekend. Yeah,
0: we did Be Glad, which mm-hmm. is off that album. I don't actually know what the album is called. I think it's...
1: Is it called Be Glad?
0: I think... No. I don't know. Maybe. that no, God know. is good. God That's is the good. album. Okay. But it's, it's like the blue... Is, is that good. the
1: blue smiley face kind of... Be
0: Glad is the blue smiley face. Okay, yeah. But it is... Be Glad is... Apparently not on this album Be Glad was just just its own single I don't know
1: I mean he had merch for it and everything
0: yeah. So I don't apparently know, I can't keep up. Be Glad was so good, it didn't even make the album.
1: <laughs> or it wasn't that good. It just yeah. had to be. Well, totally. there's
0: La La's in it, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I don't know, that song like was, that. it grew, it grew it me is. quickly. Well, I mean, it's
0: like literally scripture, so it's hard and to. And it's
1: scripture, you know, which made it easy to learn and easy to sing. And easy, I felt like I felt bad. like our congregation really liked it, too. Like, I felt like they, they, they like caught on quickly kind of and they, yeah, it was just like a feel-good, you it's, know, kind of bop. It's boppy. Yeah, boppy. Like, they like boppy songs. <laughs> yeah. So you know, give the people what they want.
0: Give the people what they want. And apparently,
1: they really love that cookies. is.
0: Boy, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. It
1: is. <laughs>
0: All right, so bro- we won't go there. Yeah, it's we fine. won't go we there. We don't there now. have time. I'm gonna. I'm going to mm-hmm. exercise. And we're not exercise, whatever, <laughs> whatever. we're moving on. Move on, we're not going there, we're not going it's there. It's plead the fifth, I yeah, think is plead what plead the fifth, fifth. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. But that'll be next episode. I definitely did not want to exercise, <laughs> that's the last <laughs> thing I want to do right now.
1: Oh, and uh, also, let's just be transparent, we're recording this, it's like, um, like nine, 9 o'clock, o'clock at night. Wednesday night, we just, Wednesdays are one of our longest days, yeah. we just had rehearsal.
0: We're on hour 13 today.
1: Uh, yeah, if that. Well, I mean, if not more, more than that, really, honestly. Um, But yeah, but we were like, we have to podcast today just with our schedule for the week. And we were like, we have to do it after rehearsal, whatever. So truly, we come and we're bringing you this podcast, um, truly, like on the end of our day, empty. Um, But it's just so powerful still and so important to talk about that we were like, we just have to do this one. Mm -hmm. So um,
0: here we are. Yeah,
1: I'm excited to dive in and see what the Lord does with it and um, just... I think there's something really cool about <clears throat> when people get to learn something new about you, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, um, that, I mean, that's one of my favorite thing about people. Like, I feel like I love to learn things about people that I know that I didn't know about them and it just makes me look at them even like a deeper way or appreciate them more or just, I don't know, it really just like changes the way that I feel about them. Um, and Of course, in a good way, like when they're sharing like a good, you know, um, but I think like, it's kind of cool to be at a point now where like, I think, I think a, it's important that we allow people to know us. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a fear there, um, just having the role that we have of like, how much of ourselves do we let people know, um, or how much or, or when, you know, do I let people know about what I'm going through what, you know, what's going on and, um, But, like, I think just in my personality, and I can say the same thing about you. I mean, you get to a point where you're like, I mean, it's not that I really care, you know. You're just Mm -hmm. like, but, like, you know, what's appropriate or does it really matter or do people even want to know? But all that being said, I think it's important that people um, just know us, you know. And as, you know, we lead and as they watch us lead from a platform, like, I wish every person had an understanding or could just hear me say, like, Like, I have no desire to entertain you. Like, I just want you to know I love God. And Mm -hmm. I just want you to know that, like, I want you to experience his presence. And, like, that's my heart condition. So I think this episode, with all that being said, is really fun because I feel like I get to be, like even more transparent or vulnerable than i you know, we, that we already are. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. we do that on podcasts, but like more so really than probably since like what was episode like two or three, (laughs) like,
0: yeah, from your story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's your story, you know, which is a a while ago. So yeah, I'm excited to dive in and just see what the Lord does with it and how he can encourage, um, our people, you know, just through what he's doing through, um, through our lives and through my life in particular, as we talk about some of the things we're going to talk about. But, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I'll pray and we can just dive in. Let's do it. I bet everyone's so excited. They're like, Brooke, let's spill the tea. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for who you are. We're just so grateful um, to be used by you, and we're just overwhelmed by, like, your goodness and that you see us, that you know us, that you care that you, um, that you're a God that just has our back, whether we're on the mountain or in the valley. Um, and it doesn't change your goodness and it doesn't change that we can trust you and you care enough about us to bring us through hard things. And you care enough about us to teach us things that and there's the layers and the wisdom and the knowledge of your word, God, that without certain experiences, we truly just couldn't comprehend. And we just thank you for opportunities, Lord, to to gain wisdom and to gain knowledge and to gain endurance and to um, in, be increase in our faith. And we just thank you, Lord, um, for hard seasons. And we thank you, Lord, um, for tests. And we thank you, Lord, for um, the opportunity to like experience the other side of that, too. Um, just be uh, with us in this conversation. Holy Spirit, let only what needs to come out of my mouth come out of my mouth and keep back what needs to not be said or shared. Um, you know the ears that this will land on. You know the hearts that will receive it. Um, just help us discern uh, this conversation, and we pray that it goes forth and, and just can bear much fruit. We we'll pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Dun, dun, dun. All
0: right, Brooke. <laughs>
1: So I'm so chillaxed right now. You really if people are. could see me how You're I'm like, sitting. We've got these new chairs, in <laughs> basically <here>. laying down. <laughs> we've got these
0: new chairs. They're pretty comfy. Yeah. They lean very, f- actually, dangerously far back. Yeah. They go very far back. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if you hear me gasp, it's like that hear- false fall. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> you feel.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Brooke, why don't you? I don't really need to do much of a lead-in. Why don't Why don't you tell tell the good people once upon a time? Yeah, tell the good people what's what's up.
1: Yeah. Okay. So today. We titled this episode um, Expectant Faith, and really, I think, because it's just exciting to talk about—well, I mean, we really just only ever want to talk about where we are and, like, what we're learning and what God is really currently, like, doing, like, with us personally, and so for me, I really just feel like the message in the last two weeks that He's um, just brought forth in my mind and in conversation is just expectant faith, Um, and so— I'm excited just to dive in and and just share. I don't know (laughs) why that's significant, but, um, so if you are not on social media or (laughs) you aren't part of the 10,000 people that (laughs) watched service a few weekends ago, Mm -hmm. um, Hayden and I are, um, expecting a baby. Uh, Um, yeah, we're so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so go ahead, applaud in your car, applaud at your desk, applaud wherever it is you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, we're we're expecting a son, and um he's due March 3rd, and it's part of the testimony is that he probably will be here way before March 3rd. Who knows? But um, just what God has done um to get us to this point, and I know in several episodes. <sighs> I mean, truly several episodes, I always feel like I reference, like, what I'm walking. You know, I'll say what I'm walking, but I really don't, you know, in fully, in full detail go there. And I think I will in more detail, like, in this episode, but (laughs) it could be like a part three, you know? No, but we, we just spare some time, but I'll I'll go there. Um, But essentially, Hayden and I have been married five years, and... We, you know, people always said, like, you know, when you are ready for kids, like, you won't really ever know, so just, you know, <laughs> make a decision and try or not try or whatever. You'll ne- They are just are like, you'll never be ready, so just, you know, don't expect to be. That'll breach. That'll breach, yeah. And so that was, I mean, we both knew we wanted to have a family. We both knew we wanted to be parents, um, but we never really, there was just never that season of of life where we were like, it feels like the time, you know? Um, and nor was it really anything we like gave a lot of thought towards or planned towards, or, um, I mean, it just wasn't a part of like our walk, you know, for a few years. And, um, we were married for a few years and that's when the call to foster care came. And, um, we were like, well, we don't have biological children yet. We, um, feel the call we we hear you loud and clear like if we're going to be obedient you know we're just like okay there's a lot of things that just made sense to foster um other than you know the lord asked us to you know so hayden and i um go through the the process of getting licensed and um we had about 12 phone calls slash emails um of potential placements and i never had peace with any of them and I like asked the Lord, like, eventually I was like, am I just afraid? Like, am I expecting to have peace? Um, am I expecting to have peace, but then just like, will I miss it? Cause I'm just afraid, you know? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you just like clarify this in my spirit, you know? And there was one email we got about a little boy and this was actually Haven June. Um, she, it was, it was her baby shower. It was Sarah was having a baby shower for Haven June, who her and John and Lyric Nellie, you know, they um, adopted. Um, and we were, it was like the, we were at the baby shower for Haven. And I had got this email about this little boy like the day before and I'm a, I'm sure it was like a Saturday morning. I heard about him on like a Friday. It was Saturday morning at the shower. Um, I remember talking to Stephanie and Elizabeth, like you know, and even their mom and Maria's mom. They were off this table, and I remember for whatever reason, I remember that. And I remember telling them this story and they were all like, Oh my gosh, like we'll be praying. Yeah. And I remember thinking or telling them, I'm like, it's the first time I've had peace about a placement. And so I'm like, we'll see. He has court on Monday morning first or around like, or Monday afternoon around one o'clock. And basically depending on how that goes, we need to be ready to like take him in after, after that court date because he'll be removed and whatever. So Monday rolls around and we're anxiously, I'm at work, I'm teaching, um, uh, Monday rolls around one o'clock rolls around and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it, it's one o'clock and I'm getting a phone call. So, um, the aides watching the class, I step out really fast. I take the phone call and, um, uh, I, I, I get a text honestly right before I get the phone call and the text was from Hayden and the text said, I told her it was fine with me. And so what it said. And so then, boom, I get the phone call. I'm answering it. And so I just immediately assumed, like, it had something to do with this little boy. And so I'm like, hey, you know, like, you know, what's up? What's the update? Whatever. And she was like, hey, like, I talked to Hayden already. And she was like, I wanted to run it by you, of course. He said to call you. Um, and he was like, or she said, you know, we'll be over there like right after about school time. We're leaving Marion now. And she was like, we'll have, um, the three of their stuff with us. And, um, it's, they're in the emergency room right now, but like the caseworkers will bring them right to you after, after school. And I was like, wait, the three of them, like, I was so confused. I was like the three of them. And I even, I was like, wait, 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 what? And she was like, well, yeah, there's a, a little boy who, Um, he was six at the time and then the little girl's five and then the little brother just turned four two days ago. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, we're supposed to have one and he's eight. And um, what's the deal with all that? You know? And she was like, oh my gosh, Brooke. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I thought like there was a phone call she thought I had before her. And I was like, nope, you were it, you know, and basically the little boy, um, d- with how his court date went, and again, one o'clock, um, it, it she was like, it, it, you know, you guys ended up weren't needed, like, um, it worked out differently or whatever, but then we got this emergency case that came, and, you know, we called Hayden, and, um, he said it was fine with him, but just to call you, and, um, it was for the three children that we obviously have now, it was for Bryce, and Linny and Matt, and, Um, we left school immediately. I'm calling Sarah, I'm calling Maria, I'm calling Randy, um, just calling our crew. And I mean, it was just a whirlwind and in just moments. And again, we were in the middle of moving and a lot of this story I have told in different places before, but we were in the middle of moving from a two bedroom, one bathroom house. Uh, we had stuff off the wall, stuff in boxes. We had stuff honestly in the garage, I believe of the house we were moving into that we had just bought before, you know, we obviously had three kids. And so um, anyways, so long story with that to end that, like that's how we got into foster care and how we got the three kids that we have um, was just wild. But like the peace that I felt even on the phone call getting the three kids was like, wow. Um, So there we were in the foster care world, bam. It was um, a few months later and um, we get... Um, so this would be like that, then fall, I believe, if not like the next fall, I don't know, timelines get tricky and it's nine o'clock at night. It's fine. Um, but it was fall and the Lord had stirred in my heart that it was time to like go the lady doctor and just just to go. And I, not to be TMI, but like, I don't do that. I don't like the lady doctor. Had never been to the lady doctor. Um Never on birth control. Never did any of that stuff just because I didn't want to go to the lady doctor. <laughs> and all the ladies listening to this are like, oh my gosh, Brooke. And all the men are like, disgusting. Stop talking about it. But like, I just literally, the Holy Spirit prompted me to get an appointment and go. And I didn't even know what for. Like, I just thought, oh, like, okay, like that's super weird. And I wrestled with it for a minute. Like, that's so random. And like, why? why? Um, and that's when everything started by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We, um, we go and, um, we just started like making, like, we were just like, we're here. Like we want a family eventually. We just don't know. Like, we don't know if we can, we don't know if everything's fine or everything's not fine or whatever. And, um, and I was just honest. I'm like, I really don't know why I'm here, (laughs) you know? And so that kind of started the process then of just like what we were then to learn and find out um, with that avenue of children is biological. Um, I remember then in the same time and we did not find out anything about what I'll share in a minute when this part happened. And this was when, it was also fall and, um, we had an opportunity to uh, be willing, you know, just to be asked to be, like, if we were willing um, to be a placement for an adoption. And it was actually, um, like, Haven's sister, her biological sister. And I remember Sarah messaged me. I was upstairs in the loft with Maria. Sarah messaged me, and she was like, hey, are you and Hayden at work? And I was like, yeah, like, duh, you know, (laughs) we're both here. And she's like, okay, will you meet me in the blue room? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Sure. I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say, "This is not because you will not have biological children," and I was like, "Is she about to ask me what I think she's about to ask me?" And and there have been like two or three other things with commentary that people have made, dreams people had had, or visions that I have had that I like for adoption. That adoption would be something that Hayden and I would do, um, or be asked to do. And I was like, "There's no way this is happening right now." Like, no way. And we get down there and lo and behold, like Sarah's like, listen, you know, and she was like, I prayed about it and which she did, you know, and she was like, and I just, you know, know you have the three kids and I know you have a lot going on. But like when I asked the Lord about this situation, um, she's like, it just it's the two of you that come up to my mind and, and to ask about this. And we, in a way, like had confirmation already because of what the Lord had already spoke before she presented us that, like that was like the last piece, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he had already been speaking towards that, but we didn't really understand to what depth. Um, And so we were like, well, I mean, like we'll sit on it, but we also in that moment knew like, yeah, you know? And so we had sat on it for a while and it was my birthday last year, I think it was October and um or it was around my birthday and we met with john and we went to their house and we like officially were like yes like we prayed about this um like we're willing you know to do this and we don't know what that would look like but like we just know that this is what the lord is asking us to do and i say that not lightly because like when i was sitting with the lord asking him like you know god like what do you have for us like Is this from you? Is it not? Like, and at the time, like there was nothing about like having children biologically that would, that would, I guess, make us pursue adoption, you know, like nothing. It was just, we dreams, vision, word, (laughs) you know, and then the situation, it was like, okay. And I remember in the moment of asking God, he literally said, are you willing? And I heard him so clearly And my answer was just yes. Like, and so I thought to, you know, at that time it was like, are you willing to adopt this baby? Like, I'm asking you, like, this is a situation with people, you know, and trust and love, you know, who you love Haven, you know, all these things. And he's just said, are you willing? And our answer was yes. And so we went to John and Sarah's house. We tell them, and they both were just like, you know, this could go anyway, like we're like and you know they 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 didn't know how the situation would play out, but essentially was like, if this baby needs adopted, like are you willing? And again, <laughs> yes, so we went for from I guess, it would have been October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, <laughs> without knowing if we were going to be needed or not, but yet praying and expecting that we would be because we heard what God had asked us and we, we prophetically like the dreams, the visions, the word, the, and what seemed like confirmation too, you know, of just like the breadcrumb of like, you're on the right path, you're on the right path. I mean, he spoke so clearly, even the name for her, you know, and like just all these things. And so come May, the baby is born, and I remember I'm working at Mod Threads with Hayden and Libby and Clay, and um, Sarah, you know, of course, was just, like, she's, like, kind of, like, the middle ground mediator of just, like, you know, me and the birth mom, and um, she was just, like, well, like, you know, birth mom, you know, wants to try to, to raise her, and, you know, all the things, and in a short, like, Hayden and I were no longer needed in that situation, and so it felt like, Like, it just felt like almost, I mean, we had to grieve it. Like, and here I am, like, in this season about to preach for the first time, which was also wild. You know, like, who would have thought that? And so I'm preparing a message about the wilderness, and I'm preparing a message to talk about being out of the wilderness. I'm preparing a message to, like, look at what God did. Look what he said. Look what, you know, look what he, he, the dreams he gave, the visions he gave, the words he spoke. Like, prophetically like and then here's this baby and like this is the aftermath of what our like you know from October to May wilderness you know with the adoption road had looked like and um but again like it we weren't needed and so i like literally had to like experience like immediate deliverance like from the spirit of death and the spirit of grief And also when you have confusion that comes along with prophetic things, which is why a lot of churches and people um, don't operate or talk about it because it is confusing, confusing. And when your flesh gets involved, it's a lot to figure out and, and work out with the Lord of like, you know, I thought I heard you or like you were so clear or this person said who I trust and who I know before, whatever, like, you know, our flesh can get away from, you know, get us confused with prophetic things. And I remember in that moment, like the Lord was so kind to me, like to really, and, and he had to humble me and I had to allow myself to be humbled. Like I had to allow myself to be like, okay, what if I did here wrong? Because we only see and understand in part, your word says that, but you're a prophetic God. And literally like I, my whole faith like, I love Christine Kane. She talks about, like, the linchpin of our faith is prophetic. That there was a son of God who came and did a prophetic thing. He came from a prophetic word, you know what I mean? And who did the miraculous. And so here we are, like, everything we do on church every day or every weekend or whatever, like, it, the linchpin of our Christian faith is prophetic. And so, you know, I just think, like, Lord, like, I don't want to be foolish because I'm upset, and I don't want to be, I don't want to discount what the Bible says is true, because it's not popular, and I don't want to discount what I know I have grown, and I have seen, and I have learned, and I have heard from you spiritually, because this doesn't make sense to me right now, and like, he humbled me enough to then just be so kind, to like, work me through all that, and so, I mean, I experienced deliverance, and like, and immediately, you know, like, I mean, it was, I mean, we, you know, to grieve what felt like a miscarriage, you know, like you go all these months just like expecting, you know, right. And then you have to grieve of like, it. that's the answer. Like it's a no. And then you work through all that. But like the Lord, you would think that, you know, even now I would still be <laughs> like in a grief and I'm not because God delivered me from that. And like I said, immediately, and I was truly, and that happened in May, I'm preaching in June and I was preaching in June with pure spirit. And that's only by the grace of God talking about the wilderness without really <laughs> having to talk about freshly what my wilderness consisted of. And so, and then, and, and on top of that, you have three foster children who that's a roller coaster of a thing with their trauma and not knowing what's coming and, you know, will adoption come for them or will we grieve them too? And like all these things. And I remember again, Tying in, like, the biological side of this, I remember it was after we were asked about the adoption um, that we essentially, like, things started coming into play, like, with my anatomy and, like, with um, things going on there, and I had my first attempt of exploratory surgery, they would say, um in November, like so, like right before Thanksgiving of last year. And it was unsuccessful. I was awake the whole time. So it was completely traumatizing, completely traumatizing. And um, I remember might <laughs> get emotional talking about this. Um, I remember like I remember walking out of the hospital, and I was just like so numb and so confused. <laughs> And I just, like, sat in the car, and Hayden didn't say a word. Like, he just didn't know how. Um, And I just remember driving down Broadway to go back home. um, And I just was like, God, why did you just allow that to happen? You know, like, I felt like I was obedient to your prompting to go to the doctor. I was obedient in your prompting when I asked, is this a surgery I'm to have or no?" And you said Yes. And yet here, this experience was, and that was just brutal. And I was like, why did you just allow me to go through that? And nothing. And I just had to sit in it. Um, and I remember going to counseling. <laughs> um, my counselor, she's incredible. Um, and, and she hears from the Lord, like, you're like, do you just pick up the phone and like <laughs> call him? She's always got something for me, but I went to counseling and was hashing this out with her and she received a word from the Lord when she was praying for me and she said, Brooke, the Lord promised Hayden a son and she said, you will not need any of that extra stuff and she just paused and she just said, "Get," she said, I hear the Lord say, get ready, Hannah. And what's funny is I didn't even remember that. Like I wrote it down, <laughs> and I don't. E- I didn't even remember that until just a few months ago, which I'll get to in just a minute. So I had um, received just like, or you know, had walked through something hard there, and then of course, so I'm going to then track back. So like biologically, that's where we are. That's you know, put a pin in it. <laughs> you know, and then we're back to um you know the the news of the baby adoption situation not working the kids foster care situation being up in the air biologically we're confused but i remember again and i'll say like i heard the lord say before sarah even asked us about this baby he said this is not because you will not have biological children And so it's, like, one of those things you hear from God that you're, like, okay, like, I'll cling to that. I know I heard you, and it doesn't make sense, and I don't know, like, whatever, but, like, I'll cling to it. And I remember... Um, as our journey kind of continued with that, another word, he was very clear. Also, he was like, infertility is like, t- you don't claim that like to you. And that's a whole other thing. But I heard him again, one of those things that you hear him saying, you're like, okay, I'll write that down and cling to it when it doesn't look like whatever. And yeah, so, and that was another word to that. He's like, you don't claim infertility. And so I never did. Like, I mean, I never talked about it. Um, I never believed it in myself. I never believed it that in that in my body, nothing. Um, and so what's funny is more things started coming to light. Um, (laughs) and it was just like, I found out I had PCOS, but oddly enough, no signs, no symptoms. I found when they were in April, they did take two of this surgery. and I was put under this time, and it was successful. But um, I found out that I had severe endometriosis, and oddly enough, had <laughs> no signs and no symptoms. And um, I also think it's important to say, which I know if you're listening, I'm thank you for help. You know, let, letting me be around this timeline of my life. But um, the summer before, I had um, experienced what I felt like physical, true healing in my body. Um, or just people were praying over me and one night. And, um, I mean, I literally just encountered the presence of God so thick and so tangible. And like when they were praying for my womb and again, none of us knew that there would even be a problem or, or anything. It was just like when it's time to be a mother, like, um, they were just praying over me. And I, re- and in that moment in the encounter that how with the Holy spirit, I know he healed my womb in that moment but I didn't even know it needed healing at the time you know what I mean and so um again fast forward which I'm sorry to be like all over the place but like that what like that moment then made just you know so many other things like oh the PCOS like you have it but like you don't have any signs or symptoms it's like duh because like the Lord healed me you know and then it's like oh you have endometriosis like it's so severe oh my gosh and I'm like, well, duh, but no signs or symptoms. And it's like, well, duh, the Lord healed me, you know? And then what's wild is then this surgery that I had in April again, where they found that or whatever. They also found out like the, I have like an, and then anatomy, like, how do you say, like, it's not normal in, in normality. How do you, I don't know, making up words. It's late at night. It just like my, basically, and again, boys that are listening, I'm sorry, but like essentially my uterus in which then holds baby is only like, I've like two, like they never merged together. So like, like when I was in the womb and like, so they're half the size, like of what it should be. And so I literally can carry a baby (laughs) in the right side and I can carry a baby in the left side. Um, but like then you know, and waking up from that surgery and, like, learning that about your yourself, you're like, what? Like, I'm a monster. <laughs> you know, like, what? Like, the, no one knew this about my body the whole time. I didn't know this about my body the whole time. Like, what else am I going to learn that's going on inside of me that I had no idea? I'm almost 30. Like, what in the heck? And... It was just crazy. And so then, you know, again, like the adoption, um, at the time we didn't know, like, was it yay or nay? Because this would have been April. Like, so that baby girl wasn't born yet even. And so we were just like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, and I, I guess at that time too, you're like, okay, if I found out like this, like, this isn't normal in my body and, but look, the Lord is still good to give us a baby to adopt. Like that's, you know, it's easy to have peace with that, you know, but then in May, when you know what you know about your body and this baby situation with the adoption didn't work out, you literally have to grieve that too. Lord, will I ever have children? Lord, like, you know, you have, you gave this desire to me, you know, but is it, or did you, (laughs) is it just what I have, but not something you have for me. And to be at a place where you have to say, Lord, like, I want where you want for me, and to really actually have to mean that. And um, so I, but again, as the Lord would have it, and as I wrap up to the now of, of what we're talking about, I was preaching at Kept, was it June or July? It was June. July?
0: June, I don't know. June? It, yeah. I think it was June.
1: You know, what's funny is I've Let's been talking for like, June. how long I've been talking? 30 minutes. And that's like the first thing you said. Can't <laughs> keep going. Just
0: listening. Um,
1: it doesn't matter. But it, I, I think it was June and it had, a, it, yeah. Um, and, but I was preaching post deliverance of grief of like, what do you have for me? um biologically, there's a question mark of, will I have children? Adoption, there's a question mark, will I have, well, you know, with the baby, it was a no, but with the other three, it's like, will I have them forever? You know, you just had no idea. And so, um, I'm preaching at Kept about the wilderness delivered, Brooke, you know, like truly I can say pure in spirit, Brooke, like, like I, and it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, when I'm talking about that and, tr- and talking about trusting God and just talking about, you know, all the things, whatever. Go back and listen to it if you missed it, you know. <laughs> um, I was pregnant, and I had no idea. Literally only God knew. So, like, that's how cool he is, you know. Like, we just found this out about my body. We just, you know, had found out about the baby, that being a no-go. And then, like, here I am, like, preaching, like, he is still good, you know, and like the wilderness is not a waste and like all these things that he had taught me walking through that the last year or so and in the reality of those situations. And I'm pregnant and literally had no idea. And he's the only one who knew and he's the only one that can say like, look at what I'm doing, look, you know. And so it's just like by faith then still preaching about the wilderness and how to then we can still expect God to do what he's going to say, you know, to do what he said he's going to do because he is who he says that he is and that we're going to experience breakthrough. We can experience healing. We can, you know, like, like we can witness um, him coming through for us, you know, like, but we have to like be in a wilderness and expect that and and speak and really believe it, you know, and I literally, like I said, I just, that's what I'm preaching. That's the word he gave me for those people that day. And I'm pregnant. And, like, that is just not arbitrary. Like, that's not by accident. Like, he just does cool things like that. And so I didn't find out for, like, another month or so. Um, and then, um, of course, then we're just like, well, like, we have the situation we have, like, um, with my health. And, like, I'm just like, <laughs> you're, you walk it and you're like, um. I'll never forget. The doctor asked, like, um, before it was right after my surgery in April. April and uh, he just said, like, Brooke, would you be, you know, like, if if you get pregnant, and if that's what we you know, we try to do, like, would you, how do you say, like, basically, would you be like okay or prepared to like lose a sixteen-week-old baby? And I just thought, like, how can anybody prepare for that? (laughs) And and basically with my condition, like, it would just, like, each baby then would just be able to grow and grow and grow a little bit more. um, Because my uterus would, like, expand and get used to that. And eventually, like, in a sense, it would just, it would stop expanding. The baby would lose, like, it would have no more room to grow. And so then it couldn't grow anymore. And I just that kept ringing in my head when we found out we were pregnant and just like, okay, like every day that goes by every week that goes by, (laughs) I have no idea what I'm in for, but I thought like, God, you gave me this baby. Like we were not trying, we were not planning. I mean, it was a complete surprise is a complete miracle because it was from him, you know? And, um, I'm, as we record this episode, um well actually not even I mean when it when they'll listen to it for the first time, um as it'll be I'll be nineteen weeks or just past nineteen weeks pregnant, and um I mean, yeah, we're deemed a high risk pregnancy and you know all these things on paper, and we have to go to the doctor, like we have a specialist in Shiloh we go to, we literally are at the doctor's office um two times every two weeks, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy, and we have yet to go and the <laughs> And this is where the expectant faith part comes in. Like, we have yet to go to an appointment where, like, anything has been wrong. And granted, we still have time to go. And, you know, we are truly high risk of, of the baby coming early and whatever for his safety, for my safety, all whatever. But, like, we're 19, almost 19 weeks right now. And it'll be 19 weeks when people hear this. But, like, there's not a single thing wrong. And it's, like, that's only by the power and the grace of God. And it's, like, to even be, like, even now walking through this, to say, like, I expect God to do what he's going to do and to really, like, want something so badly to go your way when something you wanted so badly just a few months ago didn't go your way, um, and the people who had dreams about us having a son just within the last few months, you know, and with words people started to give, you know, I'm like, we just went through all this, (laughs) you know, and like, you just, but I'm like, but I, I'm not afraid of prophetic. Um, and I know that my flesh can taint it, but I believe in all ways and, and forms, it's good because it's from God. And, um, when we were receiving like that encouragement from our friends and like, Oh, it's a boy. It's a boy. And before, and some of it, even before we were pregnant and again, Alicia and I, did, uh, you know, my counselor with her word about the Lord promised Hayden a son. Um, but he brought me to that verse, um, before we found out it was a boy or that he brought me back to that conversation before we found out it was a boy, um, like maybe a month or so ago. And, um, I just wept cause I forgot all about it. And then yet, like, <laughs> just for again like the Lord promised Hayden a son and what are we having a son you know and then for her to say the Holy you know Lord says you're not going to need any of that extra stuff like we didn't need any extra stuff like we didn't have you know medicine or like like I didn't need medicine I didn't need this I didn't need whatever like because why because infertility wasn't the issue you know what I mean and, and it's just like he's so good to communicate like that and then lastly he, she just says get ready Hannah like, and then here we are in the situation. Like, it's just like only, only God, only God. And so like walking through the rest of it now, like I'm, I want to say everything so confidently on this podcast because it's like, like w- when it comes to pass, you know, and, and, and it's easy to be like, if it comes to pass, right? Like w- when Hayden and I like will hold uh, like our son, Like, I want to know that, like, I was expecting for God to be good on his promise. And I want to know that I had the heart posture, no matter, like, what we had walked before, to just believe and to know he's good and that he's a God of his word. And even if I, you know, we'll talk about this here in just a second, but, like, the people in the Bible who we look at as examples of people with incredible faith like, so many of them didn't get to see their promise come, you know, to pass their fruition on the side of heaven, and they died faithful, you know, and I'm like, that's what we're asked to do, and without the wilderness, and without the valleys, and without truly being in a position of unknowns, like, we don't get to know about ourselves, like, if we would die faithful, you know, like, we don't we don't have the test. Like if we don't have the trials and if we don't have, you know, the tribulation of all these things, it's like, we don't know if we would be people who would die faithful. And it's like now, you know, in this season where I'm at, you know, with this pregnancy, um, like I just want to have the faith that just took God for his word you know, without knowing, because of course on paper and, in and, and to all reality <laughs> and even science, it's like, this shouldn't be happening, you know, or this shouldn't be whatever. And it's just like, but like, man, what a testimony it'll be because like, he is who he says that he is. And the level and the depth that you can actually say that and mean that just changes everything, you know, and like people want to know why, like I worship how I I worship or how I, you know, whatever. And it's just like, y'all don't even get it. Like when you experience him, like you'll never be the same. And like in worship, and I'm so thankful, like when I can sing certain words from a place and mean them in a way that I couldn't have without the valley and without the confusion and without the, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the crazy hardships that we've walked. Like, I mean, like, I don't know, like I just I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know. And I yeah, I just expectant faith. If there's if there's just one thing that anybody listening, you know, we'll dive into the word too about this in just a second before we wrap up, but like anybody listening, like I just challenge you, like Holy Spirit challenges us just to be a people that have the kind of faith that can endure. that can expect. And so, um, I, when we were reading in Hebrews, um, when we talk about faith and I was telling Eric, you know, (laughs) when Christians start talking about faith, you know, the number one verse we talk about is what everybody say it now. Hebrews 11, one, you know, like we all go there and, you know, yeah, the first verse is great. And I'm like, but did y'all read the rest of the chapter? (laughs) You know, like, did you read, you know, even to 12, like when we're talking about endurance, like, um, chapter 11, verse one in Hebrews says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen. And it talks about then like by faith, Abel and by faith, Noah and by faith, Abraham and by faith, Sarah and by faith, Moses. And like, you know, it just keeps going on. And it gives these lists of people who like biblically we account for and mark as and use as examples of like people of like incredible faith. And, um, that's still to this day, like their testimony, like pushes us forward. And again, but it still says verse 13 These all died in faith, although they had not received the things they were promised. Like, it wasn't always about them directly. You know what I mean? It was about just, I mean, (laughs) it was about the lineage of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, when you talk about Abraham and Sarah, you talk about Isaac, you know, you talk about that bloodline, and it's like... By faith, like, they they thought it was this one thing up close about having a family and growing a family and whatever. And it's like, but you had no idea that I really had very little to do about you. Um, but you were asked to take part in something very large. And for them, they were asked to take a part in the, like, by faith, they were the bloodline of Jesus. And they had no idea. You know what I mean? And this is years later. They were dead and gone before, you know, the what was prophesied about Jesus coming, you know, came, that came to pass. They didn't see that on the side of heaven, you know what I mean? But they died faithful. Um, and even I think it's so powerful because when they talk about, or in verse 12, it literally says the call to endurance. <laughs> and then it says like just before verse two, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Um, and then it goes on when it talks about discipline, which also is so fitting because when we walk hard things, we receive refining and we receive the discipline too. But he says in verse seven, it says, endure suffering as discipline without the suffering. Like we literally wouldn't be refined and renewed and just like, I don't know, like totally like made more and more like, God or like less and less of ourself, you know what I mean? Like our flesh just gets ripped away and like we're just left with us and Jesus. And it's just like, that's a version of me that I'm glad the wilderness brought to me, you know, like I'm glad the Lord, that, like I'm glad it, through like having endurance and, and with my faith being tested the last two years of what ups and downs of you know what our story has looked like in the news and, and and the question marks that are still there with our reality. You know, like but like I, I just like I wouldn't. Uh, how do you say like I just I just wouldn't trade it for anything. Like I I I'm just so thankful for it. And at first I'm like a no pain is good pain kind of person. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want really anything to be too hard. And I'm like, but man, God, like. And this is so not about me, but like I can talk about you in a way I would never know how to talk about you without any of this. And I love you, <laughs> like I love you in a way like I couldn't love you without the wilderness. And the the enemy wants to do the opposite in our wilderness season. Like he wants to, he wants to scare us of prophetic things in our wilderness. He wants to isolate us in our wilderness. He wants to confuse our perspective of God in our wilderness. And he wants to change even what we understand the wilderness to be for us. And And we have to, like, get over it. Like, we have to start being a people who can walk through wilderness and still believe that God is good because he is. You know, we have to be a people who can walk through the wilderness and be tested and eventually just say, like, that's enough. You know what I mean? And I will be a person who will die faithful (laughs) because, like, that's how much I love the Lord. And, like, not be so childish and detoured by the enemy and his tactics to distract us. And it's, like, out of the wilderness comes, like, the most beautiful, glorifying things, the most powerful miracle testimonies. And we can also, the disobedience in the wilderness can really, can really tank that if we're not careful, you know. And I'm just like, I'm not willing to walk through all this, (laughs) you know what I mean, without a miracle story or testimony or a word from God, you know, whatever. Like, this is hard. Like, I don't want to waste it um, and not take every opportunity to be pruned and refined that I can. Um, But I didn't used to think like that, you know. And, and I think there are a lot of people who we think like that because we're humans. You know what I mean? And I think my prayer, my prayer, um, just by <laughs> talking for 45 minutes about <laughs> what my life has been like. And that's not even like what what's crazy is it doesn't even scratch the surface. But um, like my prayer is that like people can just rise up. And, like, really be ready to war, you know, and really be ready to walk through hard things and just, like, thicken our skin, you know, toughen us up. Like, it's just, like, Christianity is not for the faint of heart. And, like, we've made it that way. Like, for society has, culture has. And it's like, no, like, this gets fun when this gets hard. Walking with Jesus gets fun when it gets hard. It's what he did. You know, it's what we're asked to do. And until you see testament through, Bible, through the Bible of how other people had to walk through really hard things, you just don't appreciate. You don't know how to comprehend it deep enough in your spirit to appreciate what their faith cost them and what it actually, like, then meant for us. You know what I mean? And so I just, like, I pray that whatever season is that you're walking through and whether it be with your family or whether it be personally or whether it be with a job or a situation or a season, like I just, I just urge you to die to your flesh and to really take the Lord for his word and go with him down the wilderness, go with him through the hard things, go with him through the trials in the test that come and expect good out of it when you're miserable <laughs> you know like expect that something good will come because that is his character it's who he is and because he loves you and to really let that mean something to you to the pit of your core to just like the depth of your being and spirit like, let it truly transform you, transform your mind, transform your perspective on who he is and what life is and what he's called you to do, how he's called you to behave, how he's called you to believe, how he's called you to act, how he's called you to have faith. He's It pleases him, you know, when we have faith. In Hebrews 10, it says, For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. But it goes on to say, which is kind of hard to hear, but it says, For yet in a very little while the coming one will come and not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he draws back, I have no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved." And it's just like this faith thing is serious. This Christian thing is serious. This relationship with God is serious. And there's so much more to it than a lot of us are allowing ourselves to experience. And so I pray that that is a path that you allow God to take you on. Um, and I pray that expectant faith is something that he rings in your mind quite often. Um, And that you allow him to do the work in you and you allow him to, I don't know, to birth a testimony in you and to let you be someone who can experience a miracle. Because you have the kind of faith that he requires and asks us to have and you have the kind of faith that pleases God.
0: I think you just preached the sermon that you thought you were going to preach in June.
1: <laughs> it's a whole thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I think there was a lot of ways. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways you could go. Yeah. Off of all that. Mm-hmm.
1: Will the Holy Spirit do it? I don't <laughs> let him do his work in uh, people. Yeah. I
0: don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we need to. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think it. With this type of conversation, it is important to remind, which we talked a little bit about this before we started mm-hmm. recording, but it's I think it's important reminder to us all, um, that other people are watching,
1: right?
0: As we as we walk it, and obviously, you know there there were people that kind of knew or you know sort of knew what you guys had been. Um, going through for an extended period of time now, right. and um, just because, like when the kids came, um, it was like right before we kind of kicked off this whole. It was like a couple Adventure. months. Yeah, I mean, a couple <laughs> months before that. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. it they was they like the end and, of my
1: school, my last school year but, teaching. Yeah,
0: and so you know, obviously, we were doing a lot of just kind of like preparation for for what that was going to be, and mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like I've had kind of a unique seat in, in a lot of you and Hayden's just journey through from Mm -hmm. really from kind of that, those moments, you know, to, to what you now, and Mm -hmm. it is, um, I said, it is just, it's a good reminder for all of us that, that people are watching and, um, I mean, to, to know, to actually, you know, to to know this story before now, and and to know even more of the depth, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's there, and to watch how you guys both walked it, and are walking it, is um, it just it it changes how I think of things. I know it. I know it changes how a lot of people think of things, and so it it matters. You know how we how we walk our faith matters. And, and so it's, um, which it's, it's funny now, like I said, just as more gets, you know, so I just happened to, which is a a whole other long story. (laughs) Like I happened to end up at CIY for
1: oh yeah 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 a couple mm-hmm. days yeah
0: you know what I mean oh and, this
1: is a good part of the story so, there's just so yeah, much like you really just can't is. even tell people really but, but like, so, and, <laughs> and just, they think I talked a lot and they have no idea yeah, all the
0: really, that's what I'm saying like, really, yeah, like you said yeah. it really does kind of but mm-hmm. so I ended up going to CIY for a couple of days with our high school which is a conference our high school goes through because I just needed to be there a couple of days mm-hmm. and it's like the I don't know what night it was the first or first or second night and this it
1: was a tuesday
0: was it a tuesday okay <laughs> yep <Yeah>. and so
1: <laughs> it was a tuesday this,
0: uh, and honestly i, I feel back i don't remember her name but this mm-hmm. this lady was up there and she was preaching and I mean basically she had i mean she had walked all kinds of crazy you know like kind of kind of a similar road really like she didn't you know she didn't know if she's gonna be able to have kids and then um you know, she got pregnant and had a miscarriage and like Got pre- you know, and then got pregnant again and had a kid and then got pregnant and had another miscarriage. And like and like she was honestly a lot of things that, you know, just like questioning because she thought she had heard this, thought she had seen this, whatever. And I remember I was sitting, Hayden was sitting in a row in front of me and. I don't I mean for whatever reason I my I it makes me sound like I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but my I I just my eyes were wandering, right? And and I and I I knew obviously I think part of it was just I knew what you guys were walking at that time. Right. And I, and as she's going more and more I thought like this is this is probably a really hard sermon for Hayden to sit through. Mm. And I remember, so I just for whatever reason he was sitting like in the corner, and I looked over, and and like true Hayden fashion, like I mean he was crying, mm-hmm. but he was doing his very very best to yeah. to not show it, to not show it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. But like I mean, and so then like I saw that, and then I was just like, you know, I just that was where my thoughts went, you know, mm-hmm. and so I was just kind of and um. All that to say, that she she wraps up, she gets done. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, but so, um, which a lot of people were probably like, wow, this is really, because most people didn't even know I was there which, or, <laughs> or even know me at this time. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it was a weird deal, but I thought, well, maybe this whatever. So I remember just after that pulling Hayden aside and just being like, you know, hey, I just want to pray with you, whatever, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Me not knowing yet at that point mm-hmm. that like he, like you guys had just found out Mm-hmm. that you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in my mind, there's this whole other thing mm-hmm. going on, which is probably still there. But, like, and so, I don't know. It's just to then come back and and even know in those moments, mm-hmm. you know, what was, well, and well, to watch, and I don't know, just to, again, just to watch how you guys walked that and are and have mm-hmm. is.
1: Well, what's funny, like, to add to that story is, like, when he, he was sinning listening to this sermon, I interrupt the sermon with the phone call. Like, she's currently speaking about this. I call. Of course, he answers just because I don't usually call. And he, I've got the three kids, and, you know, I know he's working, busy, whatever. So he um, sees that I'm, like, FaceTiming him, and that also don't really ever do that. And, like, um, he l- leaves the middle of her sermon as she's talking about this. For me then to like be like, babe, (laughs) um, listen. So um, and also even taking a pregnancy test was prompted by the Holy Spirit. I was in my garage walking around, just like waiting for the dogs, do something out there. And then the Holy Spirit was just like, You're pregnant and you need to go take a pregnancy test. And I was like, lol, whatever, you know, whatever. That doesn't even make sense. That math doesn't even add up. (laughs) Like, no. Like I said, we weren't trying, we weren't doing anything, whatever. And that day, it was a Tuesday, and I took a pregnancy test, and literally, like, I've taken others before, and, like, this one in no time was positive. And I was just flabbergasted. And I was like, of course, Hayden's not here. Like, what do I do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I call him, and he. Le- he- I-, I interrupt this sermon. Mm-hmm. He steps outside, and I tell him that I'm pregnant. And he's just like, what you know? And again, as in he in that moment is like hearing her story, and it's just like, like oh, uh, you know, like will this be us, or like will we have to be those people, or you know, will this really be our story, you know? And then to like in a moment, then be like, we're having a baby, like, and and immediately, you know, God changes, you know, just everything, mm-hmm. and so then yeah, like afterwards. Um, he, I mean, yeah, he was emotional. Um, but yeah, I mean, and yeah. Like, and, and he was gone the rest of the week. So, I mean, I was anxious for him to be home because I was just like, well, what do we do, you know? And I probably took a pregnancy test like every day until he got home, just to make sure it was real. <laughs> you know, but you're right. Like, he... He even, like, will say, like, a part of that story is so cool for him because, like, as she's talking about that and as he's thinking, oh, Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. then we get a phone call or he gets a phone call, you know. And it was just, like, only God can do something with, like, such impeccable timing. Like, yeah. And for you to, like you said, have you've had the unique perspective through all of it. Like, you were here the night of... Or you know we we got the kids and we then we had to be at church for uh, our live recording um, mm-hmm. rehearsal and so you were there from like the get go for that and you were even there when we started the process of just like you know of like oh we're gonna do foster or whatever and then you were there when I was like Eric I heard from the Lord you know like and talking about this baby girl and you know I mean I didn't tell a lot of people you know I wasn't super confident. Um, or open, I don't think, um, but you knew all of that, you know, like Hayden and I were, there were a few people here at work and just in our personal life that you knew all of it, like, and, and I remember even the people who had dreams and had visions and had whatever, like, they had to process all that too, and it didn't work, like, or work out how mm-hmm. we thought it would, um, but the beauty in that is that it was just, like, the beginning, like, it wasn't even, I just don't, I'm not even convinced that it had anything to do with, like, Oh, well, and I'll tell you why i don't I'm convinced that it had nothing to do with like the adoption itself, but like uh like maybe a month ago now, and again, I'm still processing um you know with the Lord about this our 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 current pregnancy, you know or like well my only pregnancy, but like you know whatever this situation and he it was almost as if like like he was holding my face and he was like. What did I ask you? Because I'm going back there, you know. I'm going back to that situation, you know, and I'm trying to make sense and, and fiddle my way through to where I am now of just like Lord, you know, whatever. And it, he stopped me. He said, "What did I ask you?" And I was like, you asked me if I was willing, and I said yes, and, like, I really dove into whatever, whatever. And it was like he grabbed, I got a vision of him, like, grabbing my face, you know, like a parent does, like when you, with your little kid, you know, like your baby, you're, you grab their face when you, like, want them to look at you and only you, and, like, you want them to just stop talking, stop moving, just chill for a second and look at me, you know, like you're holding their face. Like, that's the vision that I had. Like, the Lord was just holding my face, stilling, like, making me be still, looking right at him, and he said, what did I ask you. And it was like, immediately, it was like, you asked me if I was willing. And then I remember there was a moment he immediately took me back to. And I remember pleading with the Lord, like, God, if you let me have her, like, I will tell her story. And that to me meant I'll talk about the prophetic things that I had experienced and heard, even though there are a lot of people who that might make uncomfortable or, you know, it might, you know, whatever to, you know, all that, all of that. But it was a boldness that I felt that I was like, I'll tell her story. I'll talk about the dreams. I'll talk about the visions. I'll talk about the word. I'll talk about these things that people don't want to be talking about right now, you know? And then that's where he brought me back to. And it was literally like he was settling in my spirit, like, are you willing? And it's just like, Yes, like, and I'm still willing, like, I'm still willing to talk about it. I'm still willing to be used. I'm still willing to walk through it. I'm still willing to say yes to you. And, you know, even a cool thing that one day maybe we'll release is just the song he gave me through that season. Um, it's called Through Fire. And you have it pulled up on your computer. You literally would. <laughs> But like even his faithfulness to do that, like, mm-hmm. and that'll be a song for our church in just the right season. And it'll be a song for, you know, people in like just the right time because it didn't, I mean, sure, I wrote it, but he gave it. You know what I mean? Like he did that and it's, it just has nothing to do with me. And it, this is just the beginning. And I feel like this will be a really cool marker of just like, I should have started talking about it a long time ago. You know, like I should have just been, a little bit more willing to be transparent and vulnerable with more people with what God was doing without fear of like, well, if it doesn't work out, then they'll think this about perfect. Cause you know, cause you think I have to defend it, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or whatever, like, or I I don't know, you just get in your head about it. And so like, I didn't talk about it when I should, and truly is disobedient. And, and, you know, now it's to the point where like, we don't know what will happen with the baby we're pregnant with now. His name is Nolan, by the way, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which that's a whole other story. But like, we don't know what will happen with Nolan. And like, but again, I want to have the faith that can expect, like he will be just fine. Mm -hmm. He is a gift from God and he, you know what I mean? Like the Lord has a plan for his life far beyond, you know, like what, you know, just me wanting to be a mom. You know what I mean? That means absolutely, you know, so little. Um, But yeah, anyways, just it's cool. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. It's late. I've been talking for an hour.
0: (laughs) No, it's good. Yeah. No, I do actually had I pulled up that song a while ago, actually. And I was just re reading through that song.
1: Are you going to share with the group or you just do it to yourself? No, no. Well, I was just reading it. (laughs) It's a teaser? I think...
0: um, No, yeah. This was... I mean, this was one that... I mean, you wrote what? Probably November, December...
1: It was November because it was, I was was right after the, right after the first surgery. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we got to, when we did our riding retreat in January, Mm -hmm. um, this was one that we kind of looked at and Ela and I got to hear it and see it and start to, I don't know, bring, bring some life to it. And, um. I'm probably just gonna read it. I'm gonna read it and that's how we're gonna end. Because okay. I, think, I think it's I don't know, it's a cool it's just a cool way to summarize, I think what what sure. all you've you've had. So
1: the teaser will be like, what does it sound like to music one day? Yeah. <laughs> they won't ever know. Uh, well they, they will. will. <laughs> they will. They will one know. day. It's,
0: yeah. Um but yeah, so um, I mean, do you wanna read it?
1: I will cry, but I will if you want me to. <laughs> Why don't
0: you read it? I feel like it would be more fitting for you to read it. Okay. Then well, here I it, can read it. You just pull it up on your phone. I forget that we have technology. And <laughs> these things like shared. He was about to like <laughs> shared notes.
1: Pass this whole computer over the table. <sighs> if I can even find it on here.
0: It's at the top because you've been editing
1: it. <laughs> I edit one word, and then you guys just don't. Really... Okay. Yeah, here it is. Oh Jesus. Okay, so this song um, the Lord gave is called Through Fire. It says, take me through the hottest fire. I won't burn. No, I won't burn. Call me to the deepest waters. I won't drown. No, I won't drown. No fear of the unknown. Nothing can stop my yes to you. So I'll trudge through the lowest valley. I'll go back to the place you found me. Through the grief and the pruning. If it gives my yes to you, nothing will stop my yes to you. Lead me to the wilderness. I'll find you faithful. God, you're always faithful. And when I pray and have to wait, I'll believe that you're able. Oh, I know that you're able. So I'll trudge through the lowest valley. I'll go back to the place you found me. Through the grief and the pruning, if it gives my yes to you, Nothing will stop my yes to you. Through fire, through pain, you can have it all. Through the sorrow, through the rain, you can have it all. And it just says that a few times and it does the course again. <laughs> I'll trudge through the lowest valley and go back to the place you found me. Through the grief and the pruning. If it gives my yes to you, I will give my yes to you. And... What's so funny is every word I read, I'm just like, I I know exactly where I was when I wrote it. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly where, well, when he gave it, um, I know exactly what I felt, and I know what it was towards. Like, when I say, I'll go through the grief and pruning, I know what that was for me. I know what the grief was. I know what the pruning was. And then to be like, I'll do it again. If it gives my yes to you, like, he says, are you willing? Yes you know, and then without knowing of all that it would bring, and for my good and for his glory, but, like, it can be ugly, you know, and so that song is just so powerful, because I feel like it's a call, it's two, it does two things, it's a call of just, like, like, half-thick skin, and, like, go through the, you know, like, Go through it and do it. Like, be tough and, like, be ready to war and just, like, no matter what at any cost, be someone who, you know, they say, (laughs) died in faith. Like, if it gives my yes to you, like, nothing's going to stop it. Like, I will say yes to you every time, no matter what. And then also, too, the beautiful part of this song is it also is, like, you can sing it from a place of, you can sing it from a place of victory. You know, like, you can sing it from a place, like, I'll go through because, you know, like, I've seen, you know, and, I, and when I wrote it, um, like, I was, I did not see, you know what I'm saying? So, then, originally, that song was literally just, like, I'm in my wilderness, and, like, this really is hard, you know, but, like, I'll do it again for you, you know, um, and then now you're at a point where you can sing it, the same songs, the same lyrics, and you mean it from a place of victory, and like, I can sing that song and hold Nolan and be, like, I would do it again, like, Because, like, I will go through the fire. Like, I'll go through the pain. Like, you can have it all. And just nothing will stop my yes to you. Like, that's what he does. And that's what he deserves. Um, And he's the only person in God. He's the only thing that can be trusted to such an extent, you know. Um, But, yeah. So (laughs) through fire coming who knows when. But (laughs) (laughs) maybe the few people who hear this podcast, they hear that song one day, they'll be able to know the backstory of it. But, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like my testimony to <laughs> music, yeah, really. so and I and I know I'm confident that that will be that will be a song for so many people because it's just like I'm not the only person who has had to walk a wilderness. I'm not the only person walking something blindly. I'm not the only person who's been through something heavy. I'm not the only person who has gone through something that's like, like, how's this happening to me? Or like, I'm that person who has to go through this? You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I'm not the only person, and I'm not the last. And so, like, I know that the Lord gave this song because it can be something for um, so many people because that's the story of so many people. Mm-hmm. It just is, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> thanks for well, that. Was fun. <laughs> thanks for carrying the whole podcast, Brooke. You made thanks. my life really easy. Yeah, you no, know? it it's. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, uh, thanks for, thanks for sharing Yeah, and being, you bet. being open about it all. Cause like I said, I know we've alluded to it a lot, mm-hmm. but on this podcast, but never really gone into what it is. And so yeah. I was glad that we finally got the opportunity to, <laughs> to, to, to do that. Yeah, or You got God. the opportunity to do that. Um, so thank you all for listening. Appreciate, um, Tuning in, like I said, if you uh, uh, know somebody that that would be encouraged by um, what Brooke shared, then please uh, take the time to share this, send this to them, um, because I think that there are probably a lot of people that could come to mind that would be mm-hmm. um, encouraged and would benefit, and uh, maybe uh, feels like they are still in the middle of, of their fire, their wilderness, and yeah. um, and that that could use um, some encouragement right now. So that is. Uh, a possible outcome that you could use this podcast for so if not maybe it was you that needed encouragement. so hopefully you you found that as well but as always we appreciate you listening to the praise podcast for brooke i'm eric we'll see you next time let's be people that in every day in every way bring the praise